threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just started rhyming oh, and making man. up our own words, which I'm very good at. We've been spitting verses, y'all. In the hearses <laughs> with some... No curses. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Not on this. Uh, Cameron, welcome to the yeah. podcast, buddy. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm I'm really excited about today's episode. This is different. It's a little unique. It's definitely different. We're trying to take mm-hmm. what we've learned, mm-hmm. pull it into scenario, yeah, and see if we can kind of figure it out. You guys can join along. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about it right when we get started, but this is kind of a new thing for us. Yeah. We thought we'd throw it out there to see how it goes. Yeah, let's right? do that. Before we get to that, I got to tell you about BattleBox. It is the Please monthly do. subscription box for men full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but... Here is a sampling of what users received this month. The Batterix Power Card. Mm, Mm, Taste mm. that. Climate Versa Blanket. Mm. Touch that. All this badassness. Don't taste the Batterix card, by the way. (laughs) All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and one best subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. You heard that right. You get a free knife. That's a good deal. Dude. That's like free? I know I'll survive so much longer because of all the stuff I have from Dude, me. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Whole dang house. Yeah. So go to uh, trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus that free night. Listener reviews starts now. Medicine, jujitsu, and preps. Five stars. That's a new podcast series. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I stumbled across I stumbled across I don't know, stumbled across this podcast two years ago on a road trip. Mm. Honestly, the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm. I've always been a prepper, but had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this podcast has helped me redefine preppering. Mm. Uh, I also, being someone who works in the medical field as well as being a jujitsu guy, it's cool that I can relate to both. Kobe, and he spelled it right. That's fine. Like, might be the first time somebody spelled my name If right. you guys are ever in Kentucky, I'd love to get a rolling session in. Mm. Stay survived. By the way, rolling session, that's jujitsu. Um, uh-uh. It's more than that. <laughs> that's Kentucky. cool, though. Like He's like our uh, perfect target audience He's like here. our son. <laughs> yeah. We had together. Yeah, so we had sex, <laughs> is what you're saying. Somehow made a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's modern times. Yeah, man. You just don't know. So... Yeah, if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. Pretty cool, it's though. It's mad, mad world. Wait, it's cool. like the love child from I know. our podcast. Freaking rad. Yeah. Man. Rad. Hey, I don't know if you saw this. Like, I don't follow the news much, as you know, but I did see this. That uh, I did The French are having, they're having a rough go. They are. Like, I don't know it's what's... because of all that... The hysteria talk that we I know were, yeah. they got them pissed off they they were mad that we were doing the accents talking about croissants way too much no one talks about our nuns that no. way we, yeah. we. and so they got they got pissed off meow so, yeah. <laughs> meow meow <laughs> yeah. biting each other um <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, there was a an incident with a police officer killing somebody, um, and it's pissed some people off, mostly the French people. Yeah, like crazy. They're losing their minds over there. Uh, the huge extent of the damage and vandalism caused in nearly a week of nightly riots in France has been dramatically underlined with a summary of recorded burnings so far. The toll running to thousands of vehicles and buildings. This is insane. According to Breitbart, Ministry of the Interior figures taking account of damage to people and property during the now six nights of riots triggered by the shooting death of a police officer of an Algerian heritage teenager in a Paris suburb at a traffic stop reveals that there have been 5,662 vehicle fires so far. Wow. 5,662. That is a lot of Corollas, man. <laughs> I don't know what they drive over there. It's like, probably like the Peugeot. Qua- the Peugeot. Peugeot. Whatever that one is. I don't know. But there's also... But it's dumb. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's dumb. And over a thousand buildings have been damaged, including 254 police stations. Holy crap, man. They got to get it under control over there. Uh, dozens of town halls. Sounds like schools. hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to go check the nuns because they're over there <laughs> meowing, meowing and biting each other and it's causing chaos. Oh, right? man. That's insane. Yeah, I did see those pictures. But anyway, uh, can you imagine this happening in your town? Think about Shut it. Shut everything down. Yeah, man. Well, it says riots at night, so I assume during the day. They're like, let's fine. go back to work. Yeah, we'll go I'll back. be back here at 530. Yeah. Get the ride on. 530. I tried to get some PTO, but it won't give it to me. <laughs> I told them I was burning cars. It's funny, care. though. Like, Well, not funny, but all it's weird. All the pictures are like of night. I'm like, yeah. what happens during the day? Nothing? Fires aren't as cool looking at night or during the day. So you got to do it at night. They're cool at night, too. Yeah. Not, I meant to say the <laughs> other way around. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they're like, it's not usual to burn a car in the middle of the day. No. <laughs> Nobody sees it. I'm going to take a nap. We'll do it when the sun goes down. <laughs> it's just everything feels like more uh, nefarious in the evenings. Anyways. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Getting crazy. He's getting crazy. Getting crazy. Speaking of crazy. Um, so this article I read was kind of interesting. And this is going on right now. Okay? okay. Okay. So I guess earlier this month, and I didn't know about this, but okay. they... Um, Recent binding operational directive from Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency had recommended that all federal agencies, like, um, basically get rid of anything that's public-facing um, interfaces and internet devices because of cyber threat. Oh, really? Well, hundreds of internet-connected devices found on federal systems remain vulnerable to critical cybersecurity threats, according to new research, despite a recent directive from the nation's cyber defense agency. Researchers with security from Census identified over 13,000 district hosts, from routers, firewalls, and public exposed configurations to VPNs with remote access vulnerability. Hmm. So, the federal government and the feds, you know, all that networking system, they have all your information mm. and it is at risk. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not like conforming to these standards and regulations that should be like they told them a month ago and they went through and they're like, well, still all of these are uh, unchecked and yeah. all of your stuff's exposed. Exposed devices with remote management interfaces are one of the most common attacks used by mm-hmm. both nation, state, and cybercrime threat actors in order uh, to achieve initial access to target networks. It's actually, it surprises me that the, the government has stuff that actually connects to the internet. That's, Usually it's that's like, the truth. well, we, we backed up everything on the floppy disk. What else <laughs> do you want us to do? I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. <laughs> you can hear their their computers in the background. 
Hold on, we got a report coming in. Come on. What are we spending all this money on? I don't know. You don't think they've spent $30,000 on a toilet seat? Do you? But I also saw, too, that like... Um, they Microsoft had flagged tons of, um, Chinese hacker group. I can't remember the name of them is mm. Jabba walkies or something like that. Tyrain. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, they weren't Jabba causing walkies. any harm, but they are basically like scanning and, and basically scouting out yeah. where all the vulnerabilities were. So mm-hmm. that is scary. And yeah, the sure. federal government has done nothing. To try and protect itself very well. Federal agencies. So sure, yeah. That's exciting. That is very so, exciting. I'll talk about it later, but you should cool. get yourself your own you definitely protection because yeah. no one else is watching. They're not for doing you. it for you, for no. sure. Cam. Okay. We're talking about a small town disaster scenario today. Yeah. Right? Um, we wanted to kind of explain what this is. So basically, we are going to lay out a scenario that could possibly happen. This is kind of a, an SHTF scenario. I actually have read about cases of this happening in small towns. So oh, yeah, you kind of hit it pretty close to the nice. same of, of, I know up in Washington, mm-hmm. there's a town that got kind of blocked off like Cool, this, so. yeah. So we're going to lay out this scenario. We have a little opener audio to kind of get you in the mood and to kind of understand what we're talking about. We're going to break it down. Then we're just going to kind of talk about like, what are the things you should be uh, considering? What are the things um, that you should be concerned about in these situations? And then we're going to lay out like a, a few possible plans on how to attack it, on how to survive it, on yeah. how to live through it without, you know, injury and death and all that kind of stuff, right? And all the things that, you know, some gear and stuff you should consider. We're not like, it's not, this isn't like a normal episode where we're like, let's like talk volcanoes, about- how to yeah. protect yourself and what's the plan. Yeah. This is like, you got thrown into this. You're yeah. not necessarily prepared. Yep. Like, it, it makes you really think outside the box. Definitely. Sure. <clears throat> and then we'll kind of talk at the end, like, what, what kind of things did we learn going through this kind of thought experiment and, and all that kind of stuff? So I, I think this is going to be kind that of I want to live in this town. I hate this town. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to do this. Um, we're going to give you a little opener. It's going to be a couple of minutes here, and it kind of gives you um, an introduction on what we're talking about. You ready, Cam? Yep. Let's do it. doesn't look good here in town. Many of our resources have been ransacked or just destroyed. The grocery store was overrun on day three. There's nothing left. We thought we were safe here. We thought our small town was different. The power is sporadic and I'm afraid it'll be gone for good soon. Both roads out of town have been washed out. Why won't it stop raining? There's still a few law enforcement officers trying to keep the peace, but most of the force has gone home to be with their families. I really don't blame them. But you have a small group of town leaders still working to keep some semblance of order. The mayor, uh, county commissioner, and several local business leaders have holed up inside town hall to do whatever we can. If you're hearing my broadcast, please just stay inside. There is no more fruit at the grocery store. Ration whatever you have left. Uh, Luckily, water is still flowing, but we really don't know for how long. We will be sending out a small group to the treatment plant in the morning to check on its status. Our goal is to reestablish contact with state or uh, 
federal agencies to find out what's happening. But uh, phone and internet are down, obviously. And those are the questions we just don't have answers to yet. Why did everyone lose access to the internet? Why did the banking systems go offline? We are calling for anyone who has a working ham radio to please contact us here at Town Hall or just come in. We will continue to broadcast updates on this frequency every three hours. So please stay tuned and stay safe. So that's it, Cam. That's the scenario we're kind of thrusting ourselves into, right? Yep. So, um... That's a taste of yeah. when the casual preppers broadcast. Yeah. And we start to govern our own town. Exactly. That's exactly what it'll be like, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of fun to kind of consider this like, hey, this is a real situation. This is kind of what's going yeah. on. Um, so let's kind of break down this scenario as, as we're telling it. You live in like a small town, middle America. Like, this is small town. This isn't even... This is not like you're not living in Chicago. You're not even living in suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, this you don't have like, targets and WalMarts and all that stuff. Exactly. Right? You have a small grocery store and like basic, you know, gas stations, yeah. those types of things. A little town. Um, suddenly, internet and baking systems were taking taken offline, and that's probably the thing that sort of moved this to an SHTF scenario. If you can imagine, if suddenly there's no internet, there's no banking. They said, sound like you said baking systems. Yeah, you cannot bake anything. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't live a day. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, you're done baking. No banking. Uh, yeah. So you can imagine what could happen and the chaos that would happen if that goes down, right? I mean, just those two things. It's insane right? how much like people don't carry cash. Yeah. Or places don't accept cash anymore. Sure. So yeah. they either got to like figure out how to do it in these mm-hmm. gas sta- gas stations or mm-hmm. your toast. Your toast for sure. So obviously this is ca- this causes panic I- anywhere this happens, looting, general chaos, that kind of stuff. So it's been 4 days this since this started. And we all kind of know that like that 3 day mark is when stuff is about it, like to really blow, right? Because most of the time in a grocery store you only have three days worth of food for the mm-hmm. area that it serves, right? Yep. So on top of that, this this is what I kind of thought was interesting about this scenario is that there's also thunderstorms, like really bad. It's, it's been raining and it's actually washed out the two main roads out of town. And that might sound crazy, but there are small towns where it's like you have two yeah. ways in and out. Yeah. So there was a town in, in Washington called Chehalis that I worked in. And they said that there was one time that they'd flooded on both ends of town. Wow. And they couldn't, and that's their main highway. Like they're right on I-5, but they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so it's just like, <laughs> and they didn't have much there. So exactly. It's exactly what this would be like. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like this isn't like completely out of the realm of possibility. This is something that could, you know, plus you're also just dealing with a thunderstorm that's washed out roads, which is flooding and, and whatever else that brings, still, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. still going. It's like... Yeah, and so that's on top of the looting and, and the no internet and the no information, that kind of thing. Um, like we talked about, the grocery store has been completely looted. There's nothing left there, right? You might have some goods and some food and stuff at gas stations. Canned dog food or something. <laughs> some outposts somewhere maybe. <laughs> right. In other buildings or gas stations and things like that that might be available, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, power. Power's kind of in and out due to the storm and probably nobody really working the power station anymore because of whatever's going on, right? Water's still flowing, but that's sketchy. We don't know for how long that may, you know, and with flooding, <clears throat> there's so many things in this it's scenario. so that, many things with water right, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. So you've got this small group of town leaders, like we talked about at the state of town hall, they're trying to establish contact with, with the outside authorities. That's the thing. If there's no phone, there's no internet, like how do you communicate? And they're like, hey, 
we're going to keep updating here on this local, you know, station and, and you're, and luckily you do have an emergency radio, so that's good, right? Mm-hmm. So you're getting some local information. There is some police officers out patrolling, trying to keep the peace. But if you've ever lived in a small town, you know, they have like two police officers, like that's it. Yeah. Right. And so if there's ever more help needed, they got to bring from outside, but you can't do that when the road, most of them have families. Like you said, it's just like, yeah. why, why be out there? Yeah. If like, my family's at risk like yeah i would be at home for sure right um so like they're trying to keep the peace but it's definitely not enough there's general like chaos lawlessness yeah. disorder all that stuff is happening right uh you had it's like i'd mentioned I, i'd mentioned before you know i'm like world war z yes. when he's in there in the grocery store and he like holds like his hands up because the cop runs in he's just getting baby formula yeah. i'm like that's exactly what they're would all happen. real people man. yeah they're you know? like i'm not going to be protecting the public during no. like, just total chaos exactly like, it's kind of like um their uh, uniform probably in some ways helps them it does to, like get through and they can like <laughs> they can get what they need right yeah so luckily you had a week's worth of food and that's probably about typical for most people in a small town yeah you have a week's worth of food and water uh, luckily you do have some water flowing, but again, that's sketchy. You don't mm-hmm. know for how long. So you, you're already four days into this, uh, scenario. So you have about three days left. That's all you've got, right? Mm-hmm. You also have a hundred dollars in cash, which I, I would think it's is, not just one bill. I know. But again, I would think that's probably typical or you actually scrounge up a hundred in, you yeah. know, of change in your car. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's probably even more than most people have in cash. Oh, for sure. A lot of people don't have any. Yeah. Right? 20 to $30 probably right. is yeah. what I would think. Um, and so that's the scenario. Like, how do we navigate this? What, what do we do? And so now we kind of want to break down, like, what are the areas of concern yeah. here? And we, there's a lot of them that are kind of obvious, but yeah. I feel like we should kind of go through those, talk about those and just exactly. discuss them. Right? Like what's going to keep you alive? Number yes. one, obviously, you're going to worry about water because yeah. you can't go very long without that. And that's kind of crazy to think of in a scenario where there's too much water. It's exactly like, happening. That's right? the, I. That's the thing. It's so weird about flooding. It's just like I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by water, but I could die of dehydration. Yeah, because flood water is like about the dirtiest there is. <laughs> it's, you it's don't want to be poop drinking. and water and mm-hmm. oil. And it's got like dead things floating in it. Like it's the worst. And For sure. can it be cleaned? I mean, yes, but you're going to want to use like three methods. Yeah. And I don't know if you have those things. It's That's like, the thing. This is kind of like a normal everyday person. This is like necessarily you're a You're not going to have your Sawyer Mini mm-hmm. um, or your, you know, uh, so you can boil water. That's mm-hmm. probably one of the first things. And I would be doing it if, <laughs> if there was a disaster like this, mm-hmm. roads were closed people aren't regulating things the water could probably be bad even though it's running into your home and looks normal yeah i'd probably be boiling it for sure um and the other thing with that is like um what is uh the other thing is like you're gonna need it for other purposes too yeah it's true yeah you need your water for drinking but Mm -hmm. then water's used in about you know through our lives for cleaning and sanitation things. So, and I'll get onto the sanitation a little bit later, but, um, that's the other thing is like, you need water for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, and that's why we've always talked about, like, if you can save some water that's specifically saved for cleaning and hygiene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not just for drinking. Yeah. Cause that's, we always just think about it for that. Exactly. Some of these small towns too, like I know quite a few towns in Wyoming where their water is brought to them. Yeah. So they have it in a tank yep. that could be good. That could be bad. Could be bad. Your tank's low, or it's a day before delivery, and now you're really in trouble because you don't have a well. You don't have somebody transporting the water to you. 
and you don't have running water um, to even filter. So that makes it even more. Yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. terrifying. Um, the other thing is like with water, um, the abundance of it, like tons of health issues pop up with that. Not just from drinking it, mm-hmm. but like mold and mm. um, basically soaking anything you do have down, like oh, your yeah. basement or places that you have like some of your little bits of storage, even if you haven't had a ton of storage, it's going to get ruined. And and so yeah. it accelerates like the, like everything breaking down and, and having a uh, like comfortable place to live and to, you may not have shelter after if this storm yeah. keeps up. Sure. Um, so anything else with the water that you wanted to mention on there? No, I think that's about it. Right. It's I just mean, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go travel? Are you going to just mm-hmm. try and boil all the water around you or like yeah. take the risk there? That's what's so tough about it. You and have it, so much of it, but yeah, and it's it, going to run out just as if you were in the desert. We know you it's don't your, have a good... your main concern, but a lot of people aren't going to be thinking about it at that minute. Right. 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 Because there's still water flowing. They're like, I got it in my tap. Everything's exactly. fine. But you're, you're not like preempting that like you're getting that information from town to, hey, we don't know how long this is going to keep yeah. flowing. You're probably not going to get the information on the like how clean and yeah. st- uh, good that water is. You're not. That's not going to come out till later. Yeah. And so, or we'll, if at all, <laughs> we'll talk about some ways to mitigate that later or, or some things to think about, but right. I just feel like, yeah, water is going to be one of your main concerns or it should be, but I think the probably problem your is first in every, yeah. But I think the problem is a lot of normal everyday people. That's not going to be their right. first concern. Yeah. Right. No, it's not. And, and it, so, it should be the very first thing you think about. It's yeah. like, okay, how do I, how much do I have? Especially when you're having downpour yeah. and like thunderstorms, you're like, well, like that's the last thing on your mind. Cause you're yeah. like, it's a problem. I don't even want to think about water. But yeah, again, you do have the, the rainwater that we'll talk about too, but yeah, there are some different, there's some, there, yeah, there's a lot of different things here to consider. But it's the last thing and, and it might stop raining at that point. It and could, you're still, yeah. Still and now you're just, you got standing water outside. So yeah, there's a lot of problems with water, um, in this scenario of uh, food. So that's your next thing is like, mm-hmm. how much food do I have with only three days in your stockpile? Mm-hmm. You're going to need to figure out how to start, um, rationing that and, procuring more food yeah that's the hard part because do you want to go out in all of this yeah do you want to travel do you want to risk um going to a like a supermarket or gas station that's probably completely cleaned out like like you'd said or you're going to run into people that are just Mm -hmm. poaching other people yeah and it's the thing is it's like obviously with food you can go several weeks without food but do you want to no and, you know what you, you're gonna think about it first that's your that's the first thing you're gonna consider like oh, yeah. i'm hungry yeah i've only got water a couple should days be left. but you're gonna be like well we're gonna, yeah that's what most people think about it's like yeah and um, it is important like you, there's not a lot you could do if you go a couple days without food you're you're severely your energy's down there's, yep, yep. a lot of things that are going people on people start getting super crazy right. without yeah. you know with the thought of starvation yeah. they start like thinking pretty irrational. That's when desperation comes in yep. for sure is with starvation, right? And I remember an American blackout, like the kid with the can of food. Yeah. And the, and they ended up just like, yeah, he had, it was attacked for it and mm-hmm. ended up like bashing the guy's head in. Yep. Um, and so options of where you're going to get more food is FEMA or Red Cross or the government going to drop food in? Are they yeah. going to bring something in? And do you wait for that? Do you it's consider, a possibility. It is. Um, but who knows how many other towns are affected and yep. who knows if anybody even knows how bad it is for you guys. And, and, you know, that could take over a week or more. And that's the hard part with no uh, communication to to the outside world. It's like, it's not coming in, it's not going no. out. Uh, how, what, how do you navigate right. that? Right. right. It's very, it's very hard. Um, and then going on to like 
do I do you start considering scavenging mm-hmm. through town, not from the stores because they're cleaned out, but going into other homes, mm-hmm. you know, hunting, fishing, depending on where you are, are, are possibilities. Um, foraging, mm-hmm. maybe there's some berries. Maybe you're lucky and it's a but raspberry. Again, that it becomes even harder. With, when everybody else when, and with a with a crazy storm That's going on too. like yep. how do you hunt yeah yeah <laughs> or large is yeah it's very hard yeah and then um considering trading and bartering like yeah. what do you have that you could use to trade and barter for for mm-hmm. more food or what do you think would be valuable like those are the things you're yeah. trying to to like kind of sort out and figure out um when it comes to food the next thing is like how do you keep yourself safe mm-hmm. knowing that everybody's starting to lose their minds starting to get uncomfortable other people are in your scenario or, or in the same situation where they don't have enough food and water. Are they going to start coming and threatening you yeah. to get more? That This is the one that scares me the most. This one scares me too. Like It's always like my concern. I'm like, well, what are my neighbors going to do? What are the, What's everybody in town going to be you doing? You don't ever like to think about no. like the possibility of somebody, someone actually being a threat. Yeah. But with no law enforcement and with des- like people that are just completely desperate, mm-hmm. hunger, um, you don't know what they're going to do. Right. And so you really have to start thinking about like how safe are you and, and what things can you do to keep you and your family safe? Because again, at this point, you can't really uh, rely on law enforcement in town because we've already said like there's maybe already just like two police officers anyways. One yeah. of them's probably at home with their family. The, maybe the other one is trying to keep the peace, but one police officer for right. an entire, even if it's a small town, that's nothing. Right. Right. Like they're probably going to be down at town hall trying to save the mayor and, and whoever yeah. else is down there anyways. Right. Yep. So yeah. Crazy. Or helping people out in the, on the road or anything. Sure, They're just yeah. not going to be available. No. And um, and with that, like, not to mention the safety and security of your home, but mm-hmm. if you're going out, yeah. if you're going out to scavenge or anything like that, like, how do you, how do you watch your back? Like, how are you staying safe mm-hmm. trying to find things to keep your family, you know, fed and safe? <laughs> like, yeah. there's just a lot of thought that needs to go into the safety and security not to mention the flood and the storm and the power outage and yeah. all of that stuff and maybe you have health problems that rely on all of that oh so. my gosh yeah that's another thing that just adds up i just think people underestimate after three or four days with no food available yeah. how crazy people will get right like with zero like you just can't get anything exactly. you have what you have there that's when people really like yeah, people got kind of crazy in COVID and they were pushing and shoving and people were buying all the toilet paper. But like, and that's, that's in a, like an abundant, yes. still we had a lot of things. And you we could were, still get food, right? But we're talking about a scenario where there is nothing left at the grocery store. That becomes a whole different ball game for yeah. people, it's just right? Just survival. Yes. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what you do to keep alive. Like exactly. people aren't going to think twice about Bashing your head in for that can of food. <laughs> exactly. That's my Alpo. Yes, sir. That's my peaches. Um, the next thing is like communication. Mm-hmm. You've got your weather radio. Yes. And you're hoping that that stays, you know, full of energy and you don't have to sit and crank it. But right, you've but, got that, but that's only coming in. That's a one-way radio. But it, I think it's sort of, even like this scenario to me, reiterates how important that piece of gear is. Yeah. Because if you didn't have that, you would be even more lost. You completely like you wouldn't know anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. At least you know in this scenario. Oh, there's the mayor. There's people in town. They're trying to make contact. They yeah. can't. Okay, yeah. we know that that's happening. At least you don't know if they're already in contact and the Red Cross is coming. 
if you didn't know that, you, don't know. you might make a wrong decision. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, you, have, you, <clears throat> you may have a full-on, like, false sense of yeah. security and yes. go out when it's completely, a, mm-hmm. you know, tornadoes coming through. Exactly. It's, so, it's just so important to have that, that emergency radio. Like, every, every home needs to have one, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Right. And that's another thing that people lose their minds with is when there's no phone and internet. Oh my gosh. Like if yes. they don't have that like immediate mm-hmm. entertainment, immediate access to like, um, I mean, that's where we get all of our information is Everything. from internet and phone. And if you don't have that, yeah, th- then you're completely lost and uncomfortable and, and mm-hmm. you just start thinking and, and getting more, you know, uh, worked up about the whole thing and just make poor decisions. Exactly. Um, so the other thing is, um, it's calling for people with ham radios. Yeah. Another reason <laughs> you should get it. But yeah, also, sure. I also put in there is like, oh, well, I don't know any ham radio, so I don't have to go anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know for a time, like when there was, I think it was like, um, it would have been around like 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. started like ham radio was getting a little bit popular at that time for some reason. I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. what thread it was, but um, uh that was the thing is just like these people that know the ham radio could be called into like helping yeah. different communication, like basically relaying radio stuff. And, and that is definitely, that's a thing now too. There's so a it's lot a of great like, thing yeah. to know, but it also is something that could put you in. Um, yeah. I mean, in a position that might be a good position though. For sure. Like if you're, be. you're in a government building because you have ham radio skills and they're like, yeah. You're going to get fed and watched over because you have that particular Yeah, the mayor's going to be like, come on, move on in. Yeah. Bring your yeah. sleeping bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can I use your radio? Yeah, we got MREs. Yeah. We got frozen ice cream. Yeah. We got all this kind of stuff. So you come on in. So yeah, it could be a big plus. Now send right? this message. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who won the basketball game? I haven't heard. <laughs> I put $30 on it. Exactly. Um, Some stuff's going to start coming out about me, <laughs> and I want you to try and... Yeah. You're going to suppress this clear information. It up. Clear it up. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the other thing is like whatever radios and, or whatever, like walkie talkies and stuff like that, start checking radio stations Yeah, and I'll talk a little more about that though. But, um, remember the rule of three, you know, mm-hmm. for three minutes, you call three people for three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyways, like communication plan mm-hmm. does come in, uh, come, comes in as really important because, like all these other things, when you're considering going out looking for food yeah. or water or leaving your home during a storm, like you gotta get, you gotta have a way to communicate yeah. back to your family so they don't come looking for you, and they get in the same you know yeah. trouble. Or to know should I bug out or should I stay? Like that's the big thing. Yeah, like you, to, if you had the information, like Red Cross isn't coming, nobody's coming to help. Okay, well, I guess I have to leave. Yeah. So that that it makes that decision easier. But if you don't have any information, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Should yeah. I, I, I how guess long I do you wait? Yeah. How long? How do you long wait? do you like, wait for somebody? Yeah. Exactly. Communication is just so important. And the other thing is, like, if all this starts happening while you're probably at work and your family separated. Oh yeah, for sure. You better hope yeah. that communication plan is set mm-hmm. up. Um. And then back to the hygiene and medical. Yes. So you've got a lot of water, but that water's bad, and that water starts ruining things, mm-hmm. and it becomes a health problem. Also, um, with no running water, no power, uh, you got to still get rid of those 
you know, urine and poops. Yeah. Where are you going to start doing that mm-hmm. to keep your family safe or not let it wash up next to you at night? <laughs> it's like floating on the pillow between you and your wife. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, pooped over there, but the flood water. I told you to poop in a corner. I did. I went downstairs, but now the water. <laughs> There's currents in the house, moving it all over the place. Don't worry, it's real runny, so <laughs> it diluted. It's, it's fine. It's very, very Keep, diluted. Breathe through your nose. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, can you continue to flush toilets? Can you yeah. wash your clothing? Um, can you, you know, wash your body and keep yourself yeah. uh, clean? So you start thinking about um, how to keep yourself safe from getting sick because that's like the worst yeah. thing that can happen in these scenarios. It's exactly. Like, you're not going to get into a medical clinic. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Because most of us are going to be gone. Um, so there's a lot of health issues with this that you've mm-hmm. got to consider. Um and I'll even mention later about like insulin, like yeah. diabetics and stuff, power loss, um, oh uncontrolled temperatures. Like that's, that's a scary deal there. Yeah. So. You got a better hope one of your fingers is an insulin tap. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we move on, I want to tell you though about another big threat. Just as I was saying before, yeah. cybercrime is a huge problem and it's becoming a, a bigger problem with governments attacking governments and things like that. Ugh. Your information is always unsafe. <laughs> Even when you go online yeah. to eBay, you know, click on a weird link, get a weird email, you're mm-hmm. in trouble. But you can protect yourself. If you get Surfshark VPN, it can protect you and all your devices, not just one or five, all of them that will connect to the internet. Everything. Um, that isn't 700 years old mm-hmm. um, can, can be protected with Surfshark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was playing Age of Empires online. And- <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. You basically, with Surfshark, go gray man online. Yeah, You can sure. shield your information. No one can trace it back to you because your IP address is in France where chaos is going on. <laughs> yeah. But they have servers all over the, the world, and um, it'll pick the best one for you, or you can select your own server. I even selected um, one in London so that I could watch uh, the Premier League games. Mm-hmm. So you can use it for entertainment. Sure. The other thing is if you travel a lot and you're on public Wi-Fi, that's super risky. And oh, yeah, so yeah. just the, you know, easy pull up your app, click on connect and mm-hmm. you're safe. And it'll alert you if you disconnect too, or it'll even, um, I get notifications all the time that I'm on unsafe networks, just like in the hospital and stuff. Don't know what's going on in the hospital. Someone make their network But safer. it's pretty cool that they, it can detect um, if it's a protected network. Yeah. Um, you can use our code casual preppers and you get 83% off. You get 27 months mm-hmm. for less than 60 bucks. I've purchased this m- myself mm-hmm. um, for the last four years because um, it's the easiest one to use and you can use it on all of your devices, like I said. And you can even plug it into your router so that you don't have to like set up the app or anything. It's just going through their server. So pretty awesome. Magic. 221 a month, protected forever. That's beautiful. So, so sure. Yeah. So we've kind of laid out this scenario. We've laid out the things that you need to consider that are kind of scary, right? Uh, so let's look at a few plans. We got like plan A, plan B, plan C. Some ways that you could attack this uh, situation, this SHDF situation. We're going with plan A first, which is bugging in. You just basically, you stay at home. You ride out the storms in the food and water situation. Uh, you hope for a let up of the storms and you hope for maybe some aid to come or the roads to open up and things get better. Right, that makes the most sense. It does. In, but in there's ways. other things that can, can <laughs> yeah. push you out of that plan too. Exactly. So let's talk about what are the pros of this plan. 
you're going to be safer at home. Probably. We probably, don't know that for probably. sure, but you feel like, you know, I'm going to be at home. I have my home security. I have everything, all my gear there. I've got all that stuff. So I should be safer Yeah, where I'm at. Right. And even if you're not, there's a sense of security just being at home. Yeah. Like, especially if you got, if you have kids, if you got a wife or, or a husband or whatever, like it, it just feels better to be at home. Even if it's not as safe, you're just like, I'm at home. It's, it, you know what I mean? You're yeah. more comfortable. Even if you, it's, it, it you is. get killed it's in any huge, minute, it's a, yeah, you know. So that's something to think about. Um, whatever gear you've prepped, as well as your food and water, it's all there. You won't have to brave the elements of this storm. You yeah. don't have to go outside. You basically are starting from scratch if you leave. Yeah, you are. Like you can take a little with you, but yeah, you're losing a ton. Yeah, what? Yeah, there's only so much that you can take, especially if you haven't prepared to debug out. <laughs> right? Like it's gonna be. It's like you throw some cheese and crackers in your bag and yep. in a kitchen knife and go. All right, where we go? <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> like, what would most people do that haven't prepared for that? I don't even know. Yeah, you know, I don't either. Uh, so it's get, scary. It's very it's scary. scary to think of yeah. like those people wandering around out there too. <laughs> that, freaking yeah. Like a butcher knife in their hand. And then like, they see me with like a bug out bag. All my family has bug out follow bags. Follow him. Like, what the hell? Let's, yeah. yeah, follow that guy. And I'm like, you don't want to follow me, man. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. I killed somebody with somebody else's bag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this bag came from. I found it. <laughs> I've abducted these children behind me. <laughs> these too. aren't even my kids. <laughs> Definitely not my wife. Way too cute to be my wife, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Um, so you're, you know, you're going to stay at home. You're going to have less problems with other people. So if you're going to go out scavenging, if you're going to go out bugging out, that's where you're going to start to encounter people. Yeah. Right? Hopefully, they're not in your home. They could be. That's one of the cons we're going to talk about. But you should encounter less people just chilling at the house. Right. right? Um, you know, most people are going to know of the threats in their towns. They know who the bad people are. They know where the threats linger. Um, good neighborhoods can be a huge asset to keep you safe. Um, I feel like that, too. Like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure my neighborhood. Yeah. Like I feel pretty safe in it. At least the majority of the people there you you know, you know pretty well. I you, know which ones to get rid of. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like go burn their house down like <laughs> right away. Like, okay, that threat's Lightning gone. strike. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Too bad for you. Um but yeah, you bring kinda, all your food out here on the lawn. All your water. Just in case. <laughs> all right. I got a feeling. Oh, something bad's going down. But yeah, you kind of know you know your neighbors. Hopefully, you've had discussions with them. Hopefully, you're friends. You're friendly. And so, for at least a short period, everybody's going to be kind of helpful to each other. That's the hope, right? Yeah. Uh, but you don't know. You know, long-term, things could change. Um, you can continue to monitor these updates that you're getting from Town Hall. You're going to get these broadcasts every three hours. It's not like very good in-depth information, but it's something. It's better than no information. When you go out there, unless you're bringing your radio along with you, you're really not getting anything other than than this. Yeah. So those are kind of your pros there. Uh, there's some cons, though. There's some bad things about saying You could run out of food in three days and just die in your home. <laughs> right. Laying on your couch, right? <laughs> I was safe. Nobody killed me, but I didn't eat anything. You didn't, I didn't drink yeah. anything. Now I'm dead. It didn't work out the way you hoped. It didn't work out, yeah. Your water could just be gone, and if the water goes... It's going to suck yep. staying there at home. You could, again, this is the, the flip side of this neighborhood thing. You could have desperate neighbors breaking in to take what you have left. Yeah. That's definitely a possibility, right? I mean, most people, if they're going to go break in somewhere, they're just like, they're right next door. I'm going to go in in the middle of the night. I'm going to take whatever they've got. Yeah. Um, 
and you got to consider like if it's been five, six days with no food, people are, they're going to get that desperate. Yep. You got to think about what would you do in that scenario? Would you just let your kids starve on, I know. on the front porch? You would probably do some crazy stuff. Right? You would consider Things doing Things going to get crazy. What? It's going to get crazy. Yeah, it's going to get nuts, right? So uh, you got to think about that. Flooding could become a problem. Your house could wash away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that could be a very bad situation. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of small communities that are built like right on, by, mm. the, by the river. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, well, okay, we got flooding. If that river goes over. We're in trouble. We're, we're in big trouble. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much food you've prepared. It's now flowing down the river. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. uh, things could just get worse in your area. It could, you, you might think, I'm just going to stay here and ride this out. But if it gets worse, then you don't want to be there. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? Who knows what's happening outside of your town? It could be better situations just like 10 miles down the road. They could have internet. They could have power. They could have water. They could have a place to stay that's warm and dry. You don't know that though. So do you risk it by just staying or do you risk it by going? Who the frick knows? That's yeah. the whole thing about this, right? So uh, some of the gear you might want to consider in this situation staying home is self-defense tools uh, because again, and neighbors break in, looters break in. Uh, who knows? Yeah, you got to be able to defend yeah. yourself. Some weapons, maybe that you have, like consider that shotgun. Sure, as one that's going to be sleeping next to you as well. Yeah, floating next to you, floating next right to you, right in yeah. the turd water. <laughs> <laughs> shotgun still work in turd water. You can come in, <laughs> but everything in here is soaked in turd water. Yeah. You want to risk it? <laughs> huh? Whatever you want in here. You want to risk it for the biscuit, Smells huh? and tastes like poo. <laughs> yeah. Including me and my wife. <laughs> yeah. So you want to rape her? skin soaked in it. <laughs> you want to rape her? This is what you're going to get. <laughs> Turd-soaked woman. So get out. Her, her hair does not smell good. <laughs> this is bad. Yep. All right? The serums have caused so much toxic water in this yeah. place. This is like your whole house is just like swirly chemicals of serums and like you're just like rainbowed. You're covered in like a yeah. slather cream like gel stuff. We go over the living room. It's just like those <laughs> bottles. It's like yeah, it's like insane. Uh, so self-defense tools. Um, alternate cooking methods. Like we haven't really discussed this but is natural gas still coming? That's true. Do you cook with electric? Right. Because uh, when you're yeah, Power's iffy, and mm -hmm. you have frozen foods. Like, yeah, cooking is about your only, your last chance of keeping that food safe for sure from killing you. Yeah, so, so yeah, alternate, I didn't think about that. Some ways to cook some stuff. Alternate lighting again. If the power goes out, you got to be able to see stuff. You yeah. got to be able to see the poo floating next to you in the yeah. living room. First aid kits. That's a must. We know that. Um, like how much crazy crap's gonna happen right in floods and yeah, yep. got of it. Meds. This is OTC meds plus your regular meds. I mean, frick, man. Again, Cam talked about what if you got diabetes? Diabetes. What, what if you got yeah anything else that needs a daily med? Oh, that's super scary. Your meds could you could wake up and they're floating down uh, yeah. the main street. You exactly. Know? Now what do you do? Can you <laughs> swim good and catch them? Yeah, I'll get uh -huh. a refill. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to get my refill. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it is a scary thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Um staying in that could be also uh a target yeah and sure. so with those you like we've talked about this before of like your home security plan of being you know you probably want to try and get all of you in the same room sure away from things i can't get my whole body in the same room all of you in the same room <laughs> yeah get all you in the same room come on your elbow's still out in the hallway Bring i actually put my foot out the window <laughs> just in case i need to jump <laughs> My tootsies need that night air. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> I stick my head out the window on a swivel. <laughs> drive by your neighbor's got his head out the window. Just sleep. Who's that? <laughs> exactly. Why do you need a security camera when you can have your head yeah. out the window? Just head on a swivel. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, other, so, like, gathering your family oh, yeah, and okay. all of you into the same room <laughs> is a good idea. Also, like, um, putting uh, food and supplies not in the same place. That's that's a big one, too. Yeah, like... It's you, like... Especially when there's a flood Somebody going comes on. in, it's just like, jackpot. Where's the best place to put all our food when a flood? Right down on the basement. Yeah, all in one exactly. corner. Right under and the window. Too. You don't want it all to get <laughs> ruined. Um and you know, some consider disguising or maybe putting some goods in a place that, like, if looters do come in, mm-hmm. they're going to go into that first room and just be like, "Oh, it's all set up for us," and <laughs> bag it up and get out of there. Yeah. Um, just, you guys got a bag for this stuff? I'm taking it. <laughs> just complimentary bag hanging next to it. <laughs> Looter bags. Go ahead and use it. Yeah. It's just like when you go to a party, a kid's birthday party, they have like. <laughs> Bags. You have like a bunch of looter bags at the front door. Welcome, scavengers. <laughs> take Please one and take go. a bag and no more than two. Please only take one. <laughs> exactly. Honor system here. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, looter bags. <laughs> honor system. Honor system in play. <laughs> yeah. I know who you are. But um, and then uh, make sure you have like a secondary exit plan just in case sure. it's like you're not all in the basement back corner. <laughs> yeah, there's no way out. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, plan B. Plan B. So yeah. that was plan A. Yeah. So plan A, bugging in. Yeah. Right? Bugging in is, is the plan that like we talk about being probably the most yeah. likely, yeah. but there's those things yep. that can keep you from doing it. Um, plan, plan B. B is, uh, you're going to actually just go out. Like, you, you know, you have a limited supply mm-hmm. and you're not expecting anybody to come to your aid. Yeah. So you're going to risk it. You're going to go out and scavenge, loot, and gather resources from town mm-hmm. to bring them back or or to, you know, to do whatever with. Yeah. Taking your chances in the storm and the chaos is mm-hmm. a huge risk. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. One, you might not even find your way to the stores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get hit by lightning, drowned. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things that could happen to you by taking that risk. But... um, the other thing is you won't, you know, your chances of running out of food are high anyway. So right, yeah. you've got to do something. Yep. Um, and scavenging is probably going to take place with uh, buildings and houses and things around you. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, that grocery store has been hit hard Yeah, and you know that it could be risky to go there too. So you're having to consider other places, you know, schools and churches and, yeah. and this, this is a sucky scenario. Um, but it seems safer. Like, you know, considering those sort of B and C targets instead of like, yeah. you know, the grocery store. That's where everybody's thinking, oh, right. I got to get to the grocery store. Like, no, right. I'm going to go to the firehouse or I'm going to go to, uh, you know, the hospital. Maybe the hospital's not a good yeah. idea. But a school, like you said, or a gas station or something like that. You're going to get some really good resources there, but probably less people. Exactly. Trying to get in and take stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the pros to this are mm-hmm. that you know the area, mm-hmm. you kind of know um, where's safe and and where you might fi- might find some help. It's not necessarily that you're going to only scavenge and loot. Maybe mm-hmm. some you're going to like help you out. Yeah, because they're sure. like, oh, you you looking for food? Come on in here. Yeah, I got and they food. kill you and eat you. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you're still close to family and friends mm-hmm. that can can go with you and help you do this. And I think the, the other pro is um, a plan to scavenge and stuff, kind of 
that's that's a focused effort to where you're not sitting there depressed yeah, oh, and worried and like losing yeah. your mind. Yeah, the anxiety is like, going to set in. So it's like it's something that you feel like you're doing for your for your uh, safety and mm-hmm. survival, and I think that helps a lot with um, not losing your mind. You know, your yeah. sanity stays in place because it's like you have this goal and you have this reason to go out. Maybe your you just want to go out because your family's driving you nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Your mental health is a big your issue. Your kids are going to be tough because they don't have that entertainment. Yeah, what are so you going to do? you're like, do? I'm going to go scavenge. Yeah. I'll be back. Go swim in the poo water again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sit around the radio listen to the weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. And remember, uh, or I remember like one thing I was going to mention is this War of Mine was mm-hmm. like a game that me and you like, I think we got free copies of it, right? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. then we played it. But I like there's things to think about with this. A scavenging and stuff can have an effect. That's the that's the mm-hmm. con is that it can have an effect on your um your psyche, yeah. your psyche because you're just like I'm taking from somebody else that yeah. could have been all that they had, and now what's going to happen to them? Yeah. That's gonna like anybody that has a conscience is going to have that. It's I know like a morality a, decision kind of yeah. Thing, in right? a scenario where you're trying to save your family and do what's best for them, mm-hmm. you know that your um what you do affects someone else, it's mm-hmm. gonna play on you. Sure. And so there's a con there too. Um so I think you that's why I think it's good to think about these things before you get into that scenario. So like I've made the decision. Yeah. Am I okay with doing that or am I just not okay with it? Exactly. And now and if I know. you couldn't do it yeah. and you, and if you feel like it, it's like I'd rather die than take from somebody. Yeah. Then that's what you know it is. That's, that's what it is. That's a quote from my wife. Yeah. Oh, let's just give them whatever they need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's float it all down yeah. to the neighbors. Give them one of the kids. <laughs> He's going to be tasty. She probably would do that. Yeah. Go ahead and take them. They lost their kid. Let's give them two of ours. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'd be like, I support this. Position. Okay. Give this them is the, a great idea. Give them the weird one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have the weird one. Oh, give him to put the bag of meds on his back and send him over there. <laughs> These are expired. Um, Let him have it. But yeah, the uh, the other cons are you might not find anything. All this yeah. effort, all this energy, and you come back empty-handed. That sucks. And that's that that also is gonna make you more depressed. Make mm-hmm. your family, you know, um, pretty uh, sad. And plus, you've expended energy and exactly. calories and all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Yep. And the con is, too, you could get killed. <laughs> That's like definitely a con. So um, yeah. then what happens to your family and the others that you you know were trying to help, mm-hmm. um, you just made it a much worse scenario for them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You're dead. So mm-hmm. what are you? Um, the other thing is people are kind of um, going crazy at this point. So um, you're at risk of just getting injured, not mm-hmm. only killed, or you have people follow you back to your yeah. location. And now they know... Um, where a safe like shelter is, mm-hmm. they know where food is, um, and uh, that's a bad thing. That's very bad. The other thing is um, survival could become very physical and dangerous for everyone uh, in that like they have to be uh, physical with you know other yeah. people. Let's get physical. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be very physical with like if you're including them in the scavenging and looting, yeah. like they they need to know how to defend themselves and oh. run and. And so it just becomes dangerous for more people because yeah. you're out in the whole chaos when it would be better almost if everybody stayed home. And then also, like, you're gone. So now security is somebody else's issue at home. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So they're dealing with it where you would probably normally be doing right, that. Right, so. right. So what kind of gear are you going to need in this scenario? 
you're going to need a good day pack. Yeah. Because you're going to be traveling out who knows how far mm -hmm. to scavenge and, and stuff. And you also need uh, the ability to bring those things back. Um, and you got to have gear with you as you go. So you got to have a pack to carry that gear or whatever's exactly. needed. Yeah. It's, uh, and so um, transportation is important too. You got to think of like, how am I going to get around when mm -hmm. it's flooding and stuff like that? Maybe a vehicle isn't the best. So mm -hmm. maybe you're lucky and have a horse or <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. going to be riding a bike through the flood. But you, you know, you can carry like foot is probably going to be the most likely transportation mm -hmm. you're going to be walking around. But mm -hmm. um, you got to think of ways to like, bring some of those goods back you may not be able to carry them all you might have a vehicle too like that's the thing like hopefully you've got some fuel left right um and you can get to town and back but that just that's a huge very conspicuous too. right, right. <laughs> driving into town in your jeep or whatever yeah exactly um you're probably going to want to carry with you some self-defense weapons too sure because you never know like you're going to encounter somebody that's aggressive and yeah i mean maybe you know jujitsu, but right. in most cases, you're not going to want to use that anyway, right? Like I, it's I a defense thing if somebody comes after you. I want to keep distance but, from people. Jujitsu is like good. Having a I'm, weapon yeah. to keep your distance from a human being, like yes. a gun, <laughs> exactly, and stuff like that is important. Did um, you talk about the scavenging tools? We talked about the kits. Yes, before, they do a little bit. They have, right? um, yeah. The other thing, yeah, I guess I should probably mention the uh, that now. Yeah. So the looting and scavenging tools, you can actually buy like breaching kits, but I'm not saying this in this scenario, you're going to want to carry with you like mm -hmm. a crowbar. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to have goggles and gloves so you don't, you know, have crap in your eyes or right. maybe you're going to be uh, like traveling through the weather and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good to have um, these things on and protection. Mm -hmm. You have that slip cock. Exactly. Get some, get some water out of the buildings. Yep. That's slipcock. But yeah, you want to build a little kit that uh, allows you, if you get into like a commercial building or something like that, that you can, you know, breach doors and, mm -hmm. and open up things, crates and stuff. Cause that's always, I, what I picture is you're going to sneak through a window and mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, look at this grenades. Yeah. A whole crate of Mount grenades. rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah. A whole crate of them. But got to have yeah. something to pry that open. For sure. Um, recon tools, mm -hmm. being able to, you know, this is where I feel like hunting gear really comes in handy here. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you've got scopes. Um, binoculars. You may have night vision, I doubt it. Yeah. But um, yeah, binoculars and rifles, like long range stuff. And, you, and you're using, uh, you're using uh, like uh, walkie talkies and stuff to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, an important thing with this is having somebody with you to actually... Uh, scout it out with mm -hmm. you and to watch your back as you're like going through because you don't want to be in the house and then a whole nother group that's scavenging come in behind you yeah we did we did an episode we did a long time way ago back, way we back. might need to do another we talked one about scavenging and mm -hmm. having a scout with you and somebody to, to be on lookout while yeah. you're in doing your thing um you don't want somebody coming in when you're sifting through the panty drawer <laughs> you need to be doing that by yourself <laughs> somebody out watching outside oh my yeah. god <laughs> what you guys say? I was going to say, you got your walkie talkie. You're like, yeah. uh, go radio silent here for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to need about seven minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> That's my house. <laughs> I want you out of there. What <laughs> kind of weird stuff you're doing? Um, and, and yeah, like uh, being able to transport that stuff back, having somebody with you too. Mm -hmm. So there's just a, like, this is, this is a tough plan to mm -hmm. have because yeah. there's risks. You got to have gear. Um, whatever gear you might have is probably not going to be 
um, that useful yeah. for a real strong like scavenging and looting plan. I mean, you might be able to get through it though. I mean, right. that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Right. We right. don't know. But yeah, let's talk about like other thoughts, like things to consider for this plan B. Yeah. Right? And I kind of put these in here from before, like mm-hmm. water, uh, with this plan B, um, you're probably going to be looking for food, number one. So mm-hmm. I was going to talk about that one first. Um, hit up the grocery store still. I'd still like recommend probably going through those. That's what most people I think are going to go to because mm-hmm. it's like, who knows what's still going to be left there that's useful. Yeah. So going there first and kind of seeing what's there, it is a risk. It's a big um, risk, yeah. Because there's going to be other people, but there's that's still the best location for the most food. So right. there could be stuff left over, you know, rice bags, even... Pig's feet. Animal feet. Yeah. That's what I always think. Like, I'm going to find a bottle of pig's Probably, feet. Probably. You know? But there's going to be stuff that's not taken. Pig's feet and sauerkraut, and that's grape what I'm eating nuts. for dinner. Grape We're going to be still sitting on the I'll show. i go to my dad's house. He's got grape nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, uh, frozen goods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go and hit that store early, maybe this is your plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still stuff there that... It's like if you can transport it back and, and cook it soon, then mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. You hope to, uh, you could wait for another opportunity and find, um, no, I wasn't going to say it there. Like bugging out. Yeah, like, bugging yeah. out, bugging out. That so, might be more like the bugging out. This like one, wait, yeah. we, we kind of did these plans and I kind of moved them down. Yeah. But so with water, um, so if you, like, that's the one thing that you could do is like if water's not, functioning in your house Mm -hmm. like if you do have a way like go to those commercial buildings and you can usually use that tap on the side Mm -hmm. yeah you want that slip cock yeah you got to have that seal cock but if you have like pliers or needle nose pliers you can probably get it Mm -hmm. open and start you know uh filling up some things from that location um you're also like whatever things that you can use to fill up um like a water bob Mm -hmm. is a nice thing but I'd fill up a bathtub anyway. Yeah. If you like, don't have that, then you got that that water there that you can that's probably safer than the flood water. Exactly. And it's like, isolated in a bathtub. Before the the water runs out, before it stops flowing, fill up anything you can. This is for right. scenario A and B. Yeah. If yeah. you're bugging in, you gotta do it. If you're bugging in but also scavenging, yeah, this you kind still of gotta fits do it. into both. Yeah. Remember there's water heaters that have standing water mm-hmm. in them. The tank, um, I was like 20 gallons, 10 gallons, depending on the size, but that's, that's water. 40, that you can 50 use. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then toilet, the backs, the mm-hmm. back of the tank is clean water. The back and, of the toilet guys. Yeah. Not the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't drink out of that. I wouldn't drink out of that. The dog would, but not, let the, the dog drink out of But the flush it. tank, yeah, yeah. That's something that you Probably can, okay to let the kids drink out of it yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> So you maybe want to get that water out of yeah. there anyway and store it in some bottles and stuff before yeah, for sure. it gets too late and kids start pooping in the back. You never know. Uh, yeah. You never know. Um, but those are some things to kind of like think about during this of for what you have. Mm-hmm. Like use the water that's in your house. Think about ways and, and where you can get water from if you're scavenging. The rainwater too. Like it's raining. Oh yeah, I didn't talk about that. So, so. You, you can start collecting it in whatever way you can, whether it's just like putting some glasses and some bowls outside to fill them up or if you got a tarp. There's you probably want to start doing that. Garbage early. bags. I mean, there's so many ways to, to fill up some water that yeah. if it's rain and it's coming down, it's good clean water. Just get it, right? Right, um, right. That's, that's another thing. And so some other things to think about. Remember, you do have that $100 in cash. I feel like in this scenario, I would try and use that. 
uh, especially in that first week, wherever you can do it, you know, whether it's for fuel or food or water or meds or whatever it is, um, I would probably use it in this scenario once you get to town, if you can, right? Like Cam talked about bartering or whatever, but the cash is still going to be useful you know, four days into a, a scenario like this, people are like, oh yeah, I need cash. Cash is great, yep. right? Um, so, but who knows how long this scenario is going to last and how long that cash is actually going to be useful. So I would say in this first week, use it. Yep. Get the best you can for that cash and then move on, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah. And and the other thing with the food is like, once you go to like, like I was saying, go to the grocery stores, before hitting up other houses, mm-hmm. I'd probably be looking at um, schools yeah. And stuff because they have the cafeteria there. Mm-hmm. Um, considering even like hospitals and stuff like that. Yeah. Places that are that have stored supplies and, mm-hmm. and bags of food that you might not encounter so many people and or affect other people directly. Yeah. Even like businesses, like yeah. office yeah. space. And then there's always um, you know, there's usually like a hotel or something mm-hmm. in town. I'd go and uh check out or bust open any of those uh like the candy dispensers and stuff yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're really, this is, this is the, probably the roughest, um, plan, but it's one that mm-hmm. there are options I think and C's, you might be able to collect more than you would just waiting around. Yeah. So I actually think C is probably the roughest plan in this scenario. You think That's so? me. Yeah. Yeah. So plan C bugging out, leave town any way you can head yeah, to them. Sure. Like this is the hard part is because you've got the roads that you can't just drive out of town. The roads are gone, right? So you've got you basically have to walk or ride a horse, like Cam said. But the the plan is to just get out of town. It's not good here. You don't know how long it's going to be. You see, say I'm taking my chances with either getting to the mountains or trying to like hoof it to the next town. But you know you've got a ten to fifteen mile mile hike probably to get to another town or something like that. You know, if we're leaving here, if we're in Vernal and we're trying to leave town, like the next town is like. You know, it's thirty-five minute drive, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a, a long way. It's a long walk, right? Especially in a storm and there's flooding. Oh, it's crazy. So, what are you going to do here? There's different ways to bug out, but in most of the time, you, in this scenario, you don't have a bug out plan. You're just a regular old Joe trying to survive, right? So, there are some pros to this, and um, the number one thing is you're getting away from the people here that are. Yeah, in your this- threats go down for yeah. like physical harm. Yes, yeah. So that's definitely a pro, right? Because these people are. They're scared. They're desperate. You, you want to get away from them. The other pro is you might find food and water resources that you can't find in town because there's people there, right? Uh, wh- whether that's getting to a- another town or whether that's getting to the mountains and whatever that might be, right? You could find some food and water resources. Um, you might find a place where the flooding isn't an issue and the situation isn't as bad, right? Yep. That's the hope in this scenario that you're getting out of this bad situation. But there are some definite cons to bugging out, right? You could die. You could just straight up die trying to leave in the storm. You can get hurt. You can get sick. For sure. And be dead really quick because it's scary bugging out, right? Um, you could make the situation much worse because you're leaving shelter for one thing with very limited resources and you're going to go to somewhere where you're not positive there's anything, yeah. any of that. You don't have shelter. You know you don't have water. You don't have wa- uh, food. Come Boy. find out military just brought in a bunch of like... Exactly. It's like all these supplies that could have been brought in. Yep. You're exactly. too far away from that now. Yeah, the, just like Cam said, the emergency could resolve itself in a day. You know, the floodwaters could go down. The internet could come back up. Um, and so that's why communication is so Flood important. Flood goes down, come <laughs> back. It's right. <laughs> Little church rhyme on... That's right. Preppers. 
Um, and like I said, you may not have any sort of bug out plan. So running around kind of just willy nilly is just not a good idea. No. You know, I was like, I'm just going to run to the mountains and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But you might get that desperate. That's the whole thing, right? Yeah. You might get that desperate. I so, think about trying to like, you know, you don't want to be on main roads or mm-hmm. like any like heavy traveled um, areas, but man, walking through the mud and it's such a nightmare. Oh, it's like, a huge It would nightmare. be so hard around here. Oh, it'd be so difficult. It's like, you'd be like packing 50 pounds on your feet. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like just the mud and sludge the, on your yeah. boots. So yeah, for sure. It's going to be rough on you physically. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn through your food pretty quick. Absolutely. And your water. Um, so yeah, the gear you're, that's going to be needed, um, the whole thing is, is like you should, if you're going to be doing this, you need to have a bug out bag, right? Like you've got to have something that's set up for that. But again, you may not have it. Right. And so you got to so, find whatever's the best. Yep. Uh, so you're going to have to build something or figure out what that's going to be. You know, hopefully, obviously you, you've prepped for this situation, but we don't know. Yeah. Also your bug out vehicle slash transportation. What is that? Maybe it's just your feet. Most people aren't ready to do that. Most people aren't ready to strap a bag on their back and go hiking for right. 10 to 15 miles in weather. Right. I Most people are not ready for that. <laughs> right. The majority of Americans. Nope. Not um, many vehicles are going to do well in a flood scenario. No. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. Um, so you probably need to have really good walking boots or hiking boots or whatever that might be, right? Uh, the weapons, again, come into this situation because... You still have to get out of town. You're probably going through town or outskirts of town. You don't know what you're going to encounter. You don't know what you're going to encounter once you get out of town because... Wild beasts. Yeah. Well, you don't have the information to know. Maybe, yeah, you don't. <clears throat> maybe it's just as bad outside of town. So um, you're going to have to have shelter, building tools, yeah. whatever that might be, or shelters, like a tent or something like that. And you don't want to get lost. So you're going to have to have some sort of like navigation tools, whether that's a map or compass or... Right. Whatever. You, just you would think it. it'd be easy from like, you know, the area and stuff like that. But I can tell you right now, yeah. like if I were to travel. Once you get like a mile out of town. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's tough. Which way's north? Yeah, exactly. So anyways, that's your plan C, which is bugging out. To me, this one is the hardest because. Yeah, it probably is. It's so scary. Uh, just yeah. going out, right? So those are the scenarios. That's the scenario. Those are the plans that you can take. Take. Um, let's kind of just wrap this up with kind of some of our overall thoughts. You know, how do you think we would personally handle this? What did we learn? Um, so for me, after like listening to this, after talking about it, after sort of going through it all, to me, I would pr- it'd probably be plan B for me. Yeah. And maybe because uh, it is kind of a mixture of plan A and B. So you're still bugging in, but you're doing your best to uh, gather resources, not knowing what's going to happen next. You've got to make sure like... Yeah. I don't think I could wait mm, around. No. And like, I know it's secure and I know that... Mm-hmm. But like I can keep my family safe there, but mm-hmm. I can't create food no. for nothing. You know, <laughs> you can't, can't expect, you know, somebody to bring food around. So mm-hmm. plan B's probably suits me better too, because I yeah. want to be more active and try and like do things, even though I know there's a risk involved with that. Right. Yeah. So I think I would my probably- negotiating skills. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta have good You do. You gotta get Good communication skills there. Yeah. So I think I would probably, so you're on day four, you know, I have three more days of food. I'd probably like, okay, I'm going to linger at the house kind of in a bug in situation for another day. Write it out. See what happens. Does the storm go down? Do we get more information from the outside? If not, then I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that's also kind of, um, I think it is kind of a mixture plan. Like you said. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, plan A. Yeah. B, on Wednesdays. Yeah. But if you wait too long to go out and start scavenging, 
There There's less resources, so it's like it's a it's hard to know exactly what to do there. You're gonna have to just play that out. Um, yeah, if it all gets worse, or even if it stays the same, you have to make that trip in, scavenge what you can. Maybe you even drop by town hall and say, "Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on here?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and see if you can get some more information. Maybe you can get some help there. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that makes the most sense to me mm-hmm. is a plan B. But you probably want to do it and plan it early, like you said. I know, like. If I were in this scenario. Yes. And the thing is, I'd probably know the town. The hard thing would be is if you're not from there and you just barely move there. But we can talk that about would that. be tough. Yeah. But if you're from this town, a small town, and this happens, like I'd probably be going into town to see what the plan is. Sure. And to see like hundred percent. Like what kind of um resources are available, what what the what the you know, disaster planning mm-hmm. like has like what they're uh, like plan is so that I'm part of that. Yeah. For if you're sure. if you're part of that early, you know, keeping each other safe, then you're probably gonna do fair a lot better than mm-hmm. just hanging out at home or bugging out. For sure. Yeah. So I kind of want to just quickly say what did we learn from this? Because th- I think this is a really interesting thought experiment to do this, to like lay out a specific scenario. Cause we don't do that a lot. Like, hey, this, 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 this happened. Okay. Yeah. Now what do you do? Right. So after this thought experiment, like there's some things that I was thinking about afterwards. Number one, to feel good about bugging out, I really have to have a plan. For sure. I just, in this scenario, if I didn't plan to bug out, I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's just, there's just too many ifs. There's too many risks. There's too much that could go wrong. I think I'm just staying home. Yeah. And I think that's probably what most people would do because they just feel more comfortable at home. Right. Right. You know? So that's but one they, of, like that's the scary thing. Like you're saying, you got to have this soon because mm-hmm. you can't decide this plan three to four days in. No, you, yeah, things are going to change, and you might, but you've got to come up with a plan early on because, yeah, like you said, resources are going to go down. Yeah. The storm could worsen. Um, people become sick and stuff like that. So yeah, but the hard part is, is like we say that, but you get into a situation like this not knowing what's going to happen the next day. Like I don't think through it enough. Do you, well, yeah, it's like. Oh, yeah, we're cut off. Like ahead of time, I mean. Yeah, like we're cut off. Okay, well, we'll just do what we have to here at home. And that kind of goes on for a day or two and a day or two. And then you know, you're three days in or four days in and there's no food at the grocery store. And you're like, oh, crap, that happened fast. Right. So you weren't really thinking about, oh, what am I going to do in four days? Right. Right? So that's the really hard part. That's why we're preppers, though, that we, we have to consider that. Um, anyways, that's crazy. Another thing I was really thinking about on this scenario specifically that I don't think a lot of us consider is that it's hard to remember that scenarios can happen like this, the one we're talking about, where more than one or two big issues pop up at once. Yeah. Right? We always think of, oh, it's a a pandemic. I have to worry about not getting sick. Oh, it's a volcano. I have to worry about not getting uh, buried in lava. Right? (laughs) Right. You don't think about, like, oh, the the communication lines go down. Oh, plus, there's a flood. Yeah. Like, that's all on top of each other, right? So you have to remember that it's like it multiplies the complexities of surviving when these things happen, right? Yeah. Um, And then, oh, right, there's riots or lawlessness or whatever. All of these things, there's like dominoes that kind of make it so much harder to survive. Right. You know? These scenarios, too, make me think, like, I'm glad that I have, like— prepared ahead of time yeah but it also makes me think of like things i don't have like Mm -hmm. okay all of my water is in the basement yeah like it would all flood and be like i'd be screwed pretty quick i know so it it made me like rethink of like okay yeah 
these things that we talk about doing and not doing, it's like, uh-huh. well, I just fell into that and did mm-hmm. it when I, when I've told others not to <laughs> not do that. To do it. Yeah. It just makes you think about, cause it ends up being like a convenience thing. Yeah, you know, it's just sure, like, yeah. eh, get it out of the way, put mm-hmm. it over here. But I'm like, boom, just like that, a storm could happen, a flood. And I've just lost, mm-hmm. you know, 75% of all my stuff. Yep. And that that's would bad suck deal. bad. Or a fire. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. So it does, it just makes you think of those little holes in your plan mm-hmm. or ones that you haven't really thought about. And it just makes it more real. You know what For I mean? Sure. When you actually look at a specific scenario, like, oh, yeah. crap. And it made that's me actually, think too, like, well, it's like, where would I get food if I was going out? Yeah. Obviously, I go to the grocery store first, but mm-hmm. then I'm just like, where are there other places for food? Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about the schools, thinking mm-hmm. about like, um, getting them from those other locations. Yep. Something that I would never consider doing, but I might. You might, So you yeah. have to think about it a little it, bit. It's yeah. like, if you have a plan ahead of people, then mm-hmm. obviously you're, you know, you're going to get to that stuff first. So. And it's funny too, the last thing I kind of like thought about and learned from this is like, I, you always consider these things like, oh, that's going to happen in New York or LA yeah. or, yep. you know, a big city. Mm-hmm. But, because uh, you kind of feel... When you live in a, a smaller town like we do, you feel like you're isolated from those types of things happening. But just like Cam said, real world scenario, uh, is it Oregon or Washington or whatever you said? Yeah, the, it was in Washington. The the roads uh, washed out; they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, That's you, like real. The world. main highway yeah. was flooded on both ends. Yeah, and so, so they like were stuck there. I can't remember. It was, it was several. It was like at least seven days. That's crazy. Yeah. So like it's real. Like it can happen no matter where you live. You feel like oh, I'm in a small town. I'm isolated. Like we all kind of think similarly. Mm-hmm. But all that goes out the window when it's been four days since you've had food. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it could go bad anywhere, not just big cities. So you have to consider that. Yep. You know, it's hard to think about a plan. You know, they always tell you it's like practice your plan, mm-hmm. your survival plan, but. If you don't think about them in a scenario yeah. based like this, then you, you kind of overlook some of those things that could happen. For sure. It's just like, yeah. oh, no, I got a plan. My kids will call this number if we're not together. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have food at home and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you really got to think outside of that. And, like, these scenarios make it like, well, what if? Yeah. Like, or what if you were even in that town just traveling through? <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. Even worse. That would be worse. Anyways, that's that that that's this episode, this small town disaster scenario. I just feel like it's really good to look at very specific scenarios and the things that would pop up and how you would, you know, mitigate the issues that come up with these. Um, it opened my eyes. I was like, it oh, did. man, geez, yeah. there's a lot of things I and need this to is, consider. This is a worse scenario than all of us should be in because yeah. we should have more and we should be more prepared. Exactly. But- Thinking of the worst case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta use your melon. Yeah, it just helps you be more prepared. So I think um, if you guys enjoyed this, we're probably gonna do more of these. Maybe one a month for the next little while in different scenarios. Break them down. What, is, what are some ways to, to go about it? What are yeah. some gear you might need? What are some things to consider? What could right? happen? What could yeah. ruin your plans and stuff exactly. like that? So. Kind of fun. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, I gotta tell you about Element. Uh, if you didn't know, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness, all that stuff. As people want to be prepared and ready for anything, the last thing you need is something that will slow you down when you need to be ready the most. That's why we at Casual Preppers have teamed up with Element. That's L-M-N-T. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. I can't tell you how much I love this stuff. You got to get past the first drink because you're like, holy crap, that's salty. 
And then you're like, oh my gosh, want this, huh? my body wants this so bad. Yeah. I had I had some grapefruit at jujitsu last night. Driving home, I had about this much left, and I was just like savoring every sip as I drove home. So freaking good. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Cam and I, we believe that this stuff is perfect for bug-out bags, and EDC kits because you got to stay hydrated, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're bugging out. Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Casual Preppers listeners can get a free Element sample pack when you make any purchase through our exclusive Casual Preppers link. The Element sample pack includes one packet of right. every flavor. What are you doing? Watching videos over there? Yeah, pulled up. I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, they offer no questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send it back, you guys. This offer may be claimed by first time and returning Element customers. You get hooked on it. Every single time you go back and make a purchase, you're going to get that sample pack. It's just like free stuff. That's so nice. This offer is exclusively available through our Element Partners link. Go to uh, drinkelement.com slash preppers and order through there. Um, you can get it in all our link tree on social media or in the show notes for this podcast, you guys. Yeah. Element. Yeah, it's L- great stuff. Mm-hmm. I do crave it from time to time. Oh, I do too. Weirdly. I know. It's it's odd. And like, obviously, it's good for you. So it's better to be drinking that than yeah. <laughs> other garbage out there. That's citrus. Oh, man. my gosh. And um, grapefruit. The grapefruit's been really good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I like the watermelon a lot. Watermelon's great oh. too. Yeah. Those are probably the best three. My wife likes chocolate. Does she? Yeah. Does she put it in anything? Or she just drinks it like that? A lot of people use it. No, yeah. It- no, she'll just drink it oh, in wow. the water. I that- was like, that's really weird. I don't know about this one, but she likes it. So most people there's use a flavor it for everyone in coffee or like a hot chocolate drink or something. Oh, that you makes put sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make yeah. it like a mocha. Yeah. I sprinkle it on my chicken. Oh, yeah. Chocolate chicken. <laughs> Can't beat that. <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, we did get some new um, uh, nutrient survival stuff that they just released. Boy, am I excited these about this stuff. These packs are pretty sweet. Yeah. So these, they have these new packs. They're like the grab and go power pack is basically like, everything you need for an entire day yeah which is so cool so it's like it comes in one convenient little pack and it, it's just like you have three of these yeah. your bug out bags ready and it's to go. a resellable pack yeah it's which resealable. is so nice so like this so one you just drop it back in the flood water yeah exactly it'll just float <laughs> along with you yep so this is the charlie collection right here it has a triple cheese mac southwestern medley chocolate grain crunch creamy chocolate shake chocolate crunch bar meal um, chocolate rocks. I don't know what those are. Sounds super good. Vitamin coffee and liquid nutrient mixed berry. So like literally everything you need for an entire day is right here. That's so convenient. Dude, so awesome. I want 30 of these. I know. Also, they gave us the, uh, where's the other one of here. this? Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to read is, that one? Yeah, so this is the brain survival. Yeah. Scientifically backed and patent pending range of foods to make your brain healthy journey easy. So in this pack here, you've got two brain shakes, which mm-hmm. is like a chocolate shake with all the vitamins and minerals you need. Mm-hmm. Got brain survival uh, coffee, so keep you alert. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, brain omega-3 bar. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's way fig cool. Fig and roasted peanut. And then this one is uh, fig and dark chocolate. Man, they have so, they have so many options. Yeah. This, and it's so just you can buy healthy. these packs for just brain health, and then mm-hmm. you can buy this pack um, that's just a, a one day survival pack, mm-hmm. resellable for you know each member of the family. I freaking Boom. love these Easy. things, dude. And again, forty essential nutrients in every serving. So they also got drink. Yeah, they got that drink. They drank. got some drink. And this so. one, this is a uh, vitamin coffee, lemon lime, 
You got Immune Boost, Citrus Orange, and Revive Therapy Spiced Apple. Yeah, so cool. Pretty sweet. Uh, They got about everything you need for survival food. Yeah, go to NutrientSurvival.com. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You're going to get 10% off all of it. So really, really awesome stuff. Exciting. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. So talking about um, the the scenario and the issues you might run into. Mm-hmm. Um, so diabetes is, be, is like it's on the rise, not just type two, but in mm-hmm. kids, type one's been popping popping up a lot more. Jeez. From they they figure you know viral causes and things like like that. It's not just genetics now. Mm-hmm. So huge problem, but um, it's a tricky one when yeah. you have to prepare and store insulin for you or your family. Um, so here's some interesting recent studies about insulin storage. So one, you need to have a plan to keep that like when the, when the refrigerator goes off, cause refrigeration just allows you to store the insulin for longer than 30 days. Um, most insulin at a decent temperature will stay good, uh, for 30 days. So you at least have that, but you need to have a plan to kind of like stretch out your supply. Mm-hmm. Um, so solar generators are an option to prepare and have beforehand. Refrigerator that runs on propane, so mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about electricity. Yeah. Um, I have a solar generator um, that will run uh, a small refrigerator. So I don't is it know a generator long. or a battery pack? Solar, ge- <laughs> solar generator, battery pack. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you've got solar-powered refrigerators, even. I haven't mm-hmm. seen or used one of these, but yeah. they're, they're pricey, but basically... They'll just, um, they'll work off from the power of the sun. Yeah. And they're just like a cooler sized ones. Is that the, like the ones you're talking about? Yeah. I, you know, th- this is kind of different. I think it was almost like a, yeah, I don't know. I've never really looked into these. Mm. I have, um, I have a Coleman that I bought that has a fan. So it circulates the air and pulls it out. So it keeps the temperature mm. down. Yeah. That's another option to kind of keep things cool longer. Don't Without people sometimes furniture. store it like in water, like just like the back of a toilet tank or something? Yeah. Anything to keep it kind of at a lower temperature is like, so mm-hmm. they figure um, the package insert is to keep the insulin below 40 degrees. Okay. But newer studies that just came out have actually um, found that the range of insulins can be stored at warmer temperatures, uh, warmer temperatures than previously recommended. Mm. So they figure... And these are findings um, through a study through, uh, it's published in PLOS 1, I've never even, mm. yeah. Doctors Without Borders and stuff like that. <laughs> but Interesting. In University of Geneva, they found that um, insulin stored in the ranges of 77 to 98.6 were good um, Whoa. for four weeks without becoming less effective. No, so you're about a month there anyways. Yeah. And I talked before about um, freezing insulin. They don't recommend that, mm-hmm. but um, worst case scenario, and you just don't know. And you and like I do know of like personal contact of somebody mm-hmm. that actually froze it and thought it and used it, and mm-hmm. it was still effective. Um, I'm not saying you should do that, but it's and it's not recommended, before. and it's not on the you know. But it could be done if you had if you're like I have. I have a freezer and there's all kinds of problems with obtaining insulin and you have enough, mm-hmm. I'd probably do it. Hashtag so, this is not medical advice. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, you got to consider storing. And a lot of people, um, if you don't have any of these ways to kind of store it at a temperature, um, room temperature, or you're in the extreme and you don't want it to freeze and you don't want it to like cook, you can always bury it. Mm-hmm. So um, for 
four feet down or lower will keep the insulin in a watertight container um, at a, a safe temperature. Oh, wow. And store longer. So they figure that'll keep it about 50 or so degrees, 60, 50. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's 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 an option. Mm. Just dig a hole, throw it in yeah. there. Nice. Mark it with a headstone. Yeah. <laughs> so Dead people underneath. But yeah, that's crazy. I didn't. I, yeah. I I did not know. Like some recent studies showed that it's more stable than yeah. they previously thought. So if you if the one thing I would not do is in a in a scenario where you had no other option, mm-hmm. I wouldn't throw it away. Yeah, just you know keep what I mean. It. Yeah. It's like um, it's better than nothing. Yeah, for you're sure. you're gonna get a little effect. Yeah, and so again, not medical advice. But if you have insulin and you're not able and you're a little unsure about the temperature, I would not throw it out. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily toxic. It's just it loses its effect. That makes so, sense. And you don't know what the range is, but it's yeah. it's one of those things. It's like if you're not able to obtain it and you don't have anything else, mm-hmm. like then um, I'd probably go ahead and use it. Nice. So anyway. Good stuff. Go. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all very much. You're all kind people for listening. Yeah. Right. Um, please uh, make sure you've hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're following us on all the socials, man. There's lots of places to follow the things we do. And we do lots of fun posts and stuff. You know, you get to see Cameron's face from time things to happen. time. Things, things happen. Things happen on Things there. happen, stuff and things. Um, yeah, we get a lot of cool stuff. So we do, yeah. Gear I've never seen. For sure. Trying to share it. Exactly. Um, we just did release an episode with Donnie Dust. We did an interview with him. Make sure you've listened to that. It's fun. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, re- really cool. That so. episode will put hair on your chest. It will. And in yeah. other places. And that's all we got, guys. Thanks. Stay survived.